number of years ago, I was about 10 years old. Well, a couple of years ago. And we lived at that point in time outside of Spokane, um, actually at the close to the end of the runway of Fairchild Air Force Base. Um, and uh, we had a little store, my parents, um, uh, a very small little, you know, almost like a 7-Eleven would be today, although, although different. Uh, Dad had a little meat market there, and we had we had we had we had gas pumps outside, uh, obviously. And um, there was a uh, uh, a farmer, uh, a wheat wheat rancher, a Russian fellow by the name of Simchuk. Um, I went to school with with his grandson. Anyway, Simchuk, Papa, Grandpapa retired, and he went out and he bought, as a part of his retirement, he went out and bought uh, a, new, a new Cadillac. And, uh, you, you know, back then, uh, a Cadillac was about, what, $2,000? You know, the things are, you know, I mean, everything is relative, of course, but, but I think I remember that car because he, he was so proud of it and, you know, and I went out and looked at it, of course, as a little 10-year-old kid. And, and if my memory holds true, it was about the barest of the barest of the barest of the Cadillacs that would be, you know, that would uh, 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 be, be there and be, uh, and, and be available. So anyway, Simchuk said to me, he said, he said, son, he said, Work hard all your life, and someday you can have something like this. And I remembered even back then, something clicked in my mind, and I said, I don't know whether I use these words, but I said, uh-uh, I'm not going to work all my life for something just like this. Twelve or thirteen years later, we were driving a 1962 Cadillac Fleetwood Brougham, <laughs> a beautiful boat of a car. Prosperity has to be a function of consciousness. Now, there are those who would use the work hard ethic and say that this is, this is, this is, this is integral prosperity happening in your life. And that's not necessarily true. It can be if you want it to be that, but it doesn't have to be that. You are the master of your fate. You are the captain of your soul. You are the guardian of your consciousness. And you can see that whatever it is that you really want to have as a basic tenant, as a basic platform upon which everything will rest, how it will look to you, what it will do, what it will attract what it will exercise in your life as far as the greater good that can possibly be there. So, we can look at prosperity in a couple of different ways. We can look at it with the concept of material prosperity versus spiritual prosperity. And the Simchuk gentleman, he had a consciousness as I look back upon it now, 
of a very material concept of prosperity. I'm sure he worked his fingers to the bone uh, on the fields, um, on, on, the, on the wheat fields, and uh, um, had a work ethic that was probably next to, you know, nobody could have gotten close to it, I'm sure. And uh, uh, so, but nevertheless, he had a material concept of prosperity. And unity teaches a spiritual concept of prosperity, which is then active in consciousness. Remember, that's all we ever have to deal with, all we ever have to deal with in life. It is consciousness because that is at the center and core of everything else and out of which everything else will manifest in our life. Um, this, is, this is the insight specifically found within new thought. Um, Within, within, within religious science uh, and its aspects, within unity, within a, a, any of the other portions of that which would come under the canopy of the words new thought. That is what called it forth in the first place, something in consciousness. And to discover that is, is freedom because it allows us then to, to know what I like to call and this isn't my own, of course, but it's knowing how to play the game of life, knowing the rules, um, and to recognize that uh, I have instant, constant, and abundant access to whatever it is I want to build into consciousness that will then manifest in my world. The next slide tells us the difference. Um, uh, between um, uh, that which would be spiritual uh, or material prosperity. Um, let's, we, we're saying it in this way this morning. This could be said in so many different ways, but, but a material-only focus or a material prosperity awareness only, um, uh, it, uh, it, it is a focus. No, that was what? You know, that kind of mentality, right? And um, so that, that is a material-only uh, concept of things. And it's, and it's based solely on how we perceive what is out here in life and how we fit into it and how we need to, on occasion, manipulate and how we need to uh, do things that are not necessarily... Um, in, uh, in keeping with the greatest core values of peace that are, that are, that are within us and at the center of who and what we are. And so, and so the next slide, uh, spiritual prosperity. Well, it's totally different. It's, it's, it's founded on the unwavering understanding of the inexhaustible, omnipresent substance of spirit just waiting for us to give it a direction. Now, that has to make sense if something is going to click this morning as we unfold this idea. That has to be logical. If it isn't logical, then the foundation upon which I am speaking about and toward and to will have nothing upon which to rest. This has to be logical, inexhaustible, unwavering, uh, omnipresent, uh, abundance of spirit. Uh, you live, move, and have your being in this great sea of God's stuff. You just can't see it with an outer eye in its, in its 
let me use the word, in its raw form. Uh, it, but we live, move, and have our being in it. We cannot not be in it. It is the essence of what we call God. And the essence of God knows not anything other than itself. So it cannot know anything that is less than itself, and God cannot know shortage. So, uh, founded on an unwavering, in other words, no matter what you're growing through at the moment as far as a financial challenge, if that's the case, you can't ever go back and say, well, I guess this other was a bunch of baloney. I mean, unwavering, that says it, doesn't it? It says it cannot alter its knowing. It has to have that as a foundation. Understanding inexhaustible. Uh, there is no lack, and it cannot run out of that which is everything. Uh, omnipresent, right where you are. It can't be anywhere else. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to be somewhere that you're not right now. It is where you are. Substance, the raw materials of that which is the very essence of God itself, just waiting for us to give it direction. Wow. That is a powerful point of understanding. And to build that into consciousness allows you and me to move through whatever it is. So how do we give it direction? Well, a focus of our thought, word, energies, as dream, desire, and plan are given. Flight within. We are always knocking, seeking, asking. You're, you're doing it. Um, this can be said in another way. You're always praying. You can't turn it off and on. You can't, uh, you often, we often begin a prayer with dear God and end it with, a, with an amen, and that's good. But thinking is prayer, and you're always doing it. You're always reaching out. You're always focusing upon something. And so whenever we say here with prosperity, why the word focus? Well, we can not not do it. So we're a constant focusing machine, so to speak, as we are growing in the consciousness of our oneness and truth of everything good and perfect in us, through us, and as us. And the other little thing I said, so when we use focus, so, so 40% is, uh, is, uh, is in a focus mode in alignment with the abundance universe. You know? and, then, well, now it's business as usual with conversation, with bitching and moaning about something in life that you don't like, and on and on and on. And the other 60% spent in doubt and its second cousins um, and, and thermometer thinking or based on what is going on around us. And so that really doesn't balance that scale too much. Uh, and then you might say, well, how unfair for the universe to do that if, if indeed Larry is anywhere in the ballpark of, of truth. You know, why do I have to be so focused? Well, it's, um, it's based on principle. It's based on that which is the underpinning of the essence of pure being that we call God. We are very thankful that uh, we cannot change the laws of mathematics. Um, it, it, it doesn't waver. And so we should be just as thankful that we cannot change the law of how the opportunity of focusing on what we truly want to do, be, and have 
is a part of the gift that we give into the experience of our life unfolding. Um, so it's consistence, and that is, and I sort of alluded to that with my first little story. It's totally different from the normal attitude of hard work required, you know? Um, Maybe, maybe you in your childhood grew up with a parent who, uh, who said, uh, work hard and you'll have things in your life, or words similar to that, you know? Uh, you've got to go out and got to do it in that particular way. Um, but um, uh, it's different. Um, we had a friend here, in other words, uh, and he did. He worked hard, I'm sure. He was retired, but he worked hard. And, and he had maybe not obvious disdain, but something that was secondary to it for anybody who seemingly received from uh, whomever or whatever without his concept of hard work being as a part of the foundation of how that worked in his life. But that, that's okay if that's where you want to be. I don't want to be there because I know it isn't required. Now, what we are always saying here too is we're saying we're not saying that it's okay to sit back on your fat affirmations and expect everything to be done for you that's not what we're saying here as well either but we are saying that we go first from the foundation of principle within us that said go first to god um, Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, is quoted to have said, I'm sure more than once, go first to God and then to man as God directs. In other words, uh, keep, keep, the, um, keep the order of, of, uh, of, of approach alive and well, starting from center and moving to circumference in everything that you do, in everything that, that, uh, that you experience or that you express within. So go first to God, go first to principle. Uh, establish the foundation of principle in thought, word, and action in your life. Uh, we'll talk about more how to do some of this. And then, then we find that we are more open and more aware of things that we need to do or that we have the opportunity to know and be and have. So. You don't just sit back and affirm and expect the universe to unfold and plop it in your lap. Sometimes that happens. But it only happens because you have at some point in time put in what has been called your spiritual escrow account, the dream, the hope, and the desire of something beautiful and good. And this going first to God, you got yourself out of the way and now that which is yours by divine right because you put it there can now manifest in your life. So it can happen that way. It can take awareness. Requires a thermostat, not a thermometer consciousness. I like to use that analogy because it really says it. We know so well what a thermostat does and we know so well what a thermometer does. And a thermometer just simply looks at what's going on around it and measures, in other words, it's you and it's me just looking at what goes on in life and responding in kind to what is going on in life. And that is a disaster if we make that choice. We are supposed to be a thermostat. 
We set the standard for us. Forget anyone else. You can't set the standard for anyone else. Uh, it's tempting to want to do it sometimes, but it doesn't work. Um, we often say to somebody who's trying it, well, how, you know, how is that working for you? you know, uh, not too well, is it? No. So we're only talking about us. We, that's the only one that you have to work with. There's only one consciousness that we're talking about, not anyone else's. It's you and it's me. And that takes precedent over everything else. You and I can learn with these choices to indeed be the thermostat within our life and not just operate as a thermometer which doesn't do anything. This acknowledgement must make total sense coming up in the quote. And this is an acknowledgement that comes straight out of a thermostat state of consciousness. I am created by and out of the infinite universe, God, source. Now that has to make sense to you this morning, just like that first statement that I spoke of earlier um, has to be in the foundation for things. If that doesn't make sense, you know, if, uh, if you are still harboring luck, accident, and chance, then that's the 60% that, 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 that simply um, almost, almost negates, not it doesn't, but it almost negates the 40% of focus when you are really on top of what you're thinking and what you're doing. Uh, so if this isn't logical, you know, you know, if you are somehow, you're here by something that is uh, outside of the activity of pure God principle at work. But no, you are created by and out of, by and out of uh, the infinite universe, the infinite source. Uh, I, and if that doesn't make sense to you, uh, because we, without it, then the foundation upon abundance and everything else that is good really doesn't have a firm foundation of logic to rest. The time for this to really gel and make sense. Yeah, I can see that. I am created by and out of the source of the infinite universe. It can't be any other way. I am a, I am a function of it. It is a function of me. And we have the connectivity in that way. Applied to prosperity. Uh, what? I am created by and out of the source of the infinite universe, and I'm assuming now that that's logical. Because my source, God, knows not lack. How could that which is infinite, uh, everything, understand something that it isn't? It cannot be. It cannot be. Now, I know that's anthropomorphic words in a way, in a sense, and I don't mean them to be that, but we're, we're left with semantic tools called words, and that's what it happens. But because my source knows not lack or shortage, then I, as an extension of this energy itself, I powerfully affirm abundance of my choosing throughout my life. Of my choosing. I don't have to take anything from anybody and to say, this is all you deserve. This is, uh, you cannot have anything greater for whatever reason they might submit as far as their illogic that is behind it. You are, you're choosing throughout life. Um, so, um, choosing, make choices that, 
that are that are that are believable and logical. Uh, you are unlimited in this. That is true. But if you set yourself up for something that, uh, uh, in in essence, and I didn't know I was doing it. In essence, as a ten-year-old, I was putting into consciousness that I didn't want that car to come in that particular way. I wanted it a different way in my life. Had I said I want it next year, that wouldn't have worked, you know? The thought has to be logical. It has to be believable. What you dream and what you plan and what you desire. It has to have a, a, a little sense. You have to reach for it a little bit, but it, 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 you have that which is desirable. And then I say, as you're doing this, don't stumble on the how of the equation. I, you know, I couldn't have had a clue as a 10-year-old how in 12 or 13 years that would have happened. I didn't have a clue. Well, no, because it wasn't in my awareness. I didn't have, have that. So, but, but don't stumble on how. Because if you don't say, well, there's no way in you know, God's green earth that this can happen, fine, there's the 60%. You just blew it right there, you know? But the how isn't your concern. The why is. And that is that you have uh, this interconnectivity and you can speak the word. It, in fact, it's your duty to speak the word. It's your responsibility. That is what you're here to do, to be a co-creator in this essence. So don't stumble on, um, on, 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 on how. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the universe's responsibility. Just stay focused on the why. And what will happen? In your process, in my process, in our process, channels, moments, people that were not in our awareness will now be because we are sending forth that signal of receptivity, that frequency, and it's sweeping all around us, and we've changed it. We've changed it now to all kinds of things like worthiness and et cetera, et cetera. And it will pick up on things you, you, I mean, they were always there, but that we didn't see prior to that moment. So they're there. And then, serious about it, don't tell anyone who won't support this for they will consider you to be a raving idiot, you know? Um, and you will certainly uh, have maybe that image in their mind and in, and in your life. Um, if, if, you're, if you're positive and blessed to have somebody in your life that you can talk to this and, and reinforce each other, great. But if you're the Lone Ranger in doing this, don't tell anyone because keep it as a pressure cooker. Keep it there until it really starts to cook and starts to go and starts to... Do a treasure map. You know what a treasure map is? A treasure map is a piece of, well, it can be a, it can be a, a, a binder or it can be, um, I like a poster board kind of concept of it. And it's simply putting what your dreams and desires are. Uh, it gives an image to what's there. It gives an image. Had I done this as a 10-year-old, I would have gone out and found a picture. Of, 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 well, a 62 caddy wouldn't have been available at that point but it would have been symbolic of something that would represent that. Do this about something. Do this about places to go and things to do and things to be and put in life. Add words like this or something better. 
Uh, you know, don't ever fence yourself in, but do a treasure map. And then uh, some people say that's all that's necessary, put it away. And that, I can understand that. And other people say, no, put it out where you can see it and go, and I can understand that too. But that is an opportunity that is always there. And then um, um, th there's, another, there's another foundational thing here. And then begin, at least entertain, begin to entertain the thought of systematically and consistently tithing. You know, money, folks, is a function of prosperity. You know, this is, this, is, this is how we measure things. And if that is taken out of your loop, then you are not using the tools that are available to you to use to tap into the abundance of the kingdom more quickly. I tithe in excess of 10% because we know the law and it works. And it is a function of how you, in your own personal life, how you view the source of everything that is there. Is it an aberration or is it an extension of that energy that is God itself? And if it's an extension of the energy of God itself, which it is, it's gotta be in, 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 uh, uh, in flow, it's gotta be. And that's just how that works. If it isn't uh, logical at this point in time, uh, tithing, uh, the word tithe means a tenth. If it isn't logical, start somewhere. Start somewhere being consistent in what you do. Start somewhere and write the first check whenever something comes in. Be cons Stories are just full of people who have seen marvelous things take place in their life. You know, and hey, don't do it begrudgingly, even though that has a function. But do it because you will come to the place where it is so darn logical. Um, she has written 10, 12, 15 books on the subject of prosperity and how she demonstrated in her life. And she is no different from you. She has the same access to the same principle as you and I do. But she has used it and she has used it just beautifully well in her life. Read Catherine Ponder. Um, we have books in the Lending Library and they aren't that expensive new. And uh, Fillmore, Charles type, uh, his book on prosperity. You know, read some of these things. And again, as you read them and as the logic sets in, tell no one and if, if, you know, if you're out, out, out and about in life, without anyone around that you can share this with in a, uh, in a positive way. Just keep it in you and watch what takes place. Watch what happens. Expect things to happen. Expect things to happen. Remember, our life is our consciousness in expression. See that worthiness is integral to who you know yourself to be. There is nobody who has ever walked the face of this earth who is more worthy than you. No one at this moment in time, at any moment in time. But sometimes we have grown up in an atmosphere where other thoughts have sort of creeped in. Well, now's the time to get rid of those, for sure, and to recognize who and what you truly are 
and that you are that master of your fate, you are that captain of your soul, you are that which is consciousness and expression, and you have thermostatic control over that of the universe, out of the infinite universe, because my source knows not lack or shortage, I powerfully affirm abundance 